and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Callum. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Good evening. Evening all. Yes. Well, we're a bit late this week. That's the first thing we have to say. We have to apologise to everybody because usually we're a Tuesday night uh, recording, but it's now uh, Wednesday evening. Um, two reasons for that, isn't there? Yes. Um, do you want to give people the official reason first? Um, yeah, you dragged me to Nottingham to watch tennis. That's the unofficial reason. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Uh, we uh, we wanted to wait until after Origin, so we had um, a feature to talk about, and we have. Yes, except the extended version of the feature has sort of somewhat been blown away. But we'll come on to that. Yeah, and the unofficial reason. Uh, you dragged me to Nottingham to watch tennis. Well, did you have a good time? Yeah, it was great, yeah. and. We saw great. some good players, saw Joanna Conter. Yes. And some other good players. Kevin Anderson. Kevin Anderson, yeah. And we had a good day. Yeah, it was. Except, my legs are like, <laughs> I look like one of them, what did you say? Them um, Drumsticks. Drumsticks. Not a chicken drumstick. The lollies. Yeah, them lollies. Because like, you're red and then all of a sudden, white. Yeah. And I'll be honest, my me, me leg, it's gone down a bit now, but it was absolutely red hot this morning. <laughs> Should have put... Uh, some uh, some tan lotion, didn't you? Yeah. I did everywhere else. Just not your legs. Just not my legs, yeah. Right. So, apart from that, it was a good day. Oh, and apart from the ants trying to get in our food bag and everything. Yeah. I'd already ate most of my food by that point, so I was all right. So it was just mine, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, don't know where Adam was, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, <clears throat> tonight, uh, we've got... Um, uh, we've got the NRL review, which is a shorter one, isn't it? Uh, we've yeah. got uh, news and stats. Uh, Bobby's come up with a couple of good ones for this week. Uh, we've got a state of origin um, review. Uh, we've got we're looking at the Challenge Cup final semi-finals from Saturday. From uh, from Saturday, and uh, we've got a, a we've got a preview of Super League, and we've got uh, some uh, some random shout-outs. Yes, um, I mean, you've touched on it then, haven't you? It's, you know, not as many games this week and, um, you know, waiting on Origin and obviously we'll discuss that later, but... Um, couple of odd, yeah, a couple of odd results and still a couple of blowouts. Yeah, still, 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 a, still a few talking points, isn't there? I think, you know, um, I, I would like to start off with the game that kicked off the round on um, the Thursday, though. The the Dragons, 52, the Broncos, 24. Yes. And Matt Dufty had a career-best game. He scored two tries, five try assists, a couple of line breaks, and something ridiculous like five line break assists. And yet they still don't want him. Even after that. Weird, isn't it? And he's been their best player. He has, yeah, he has. Yes, I, it's it's really odd. I know a couple of years ago he was touted. We've mentioned before that he was touted out as coming to Super League, mm. and then he signed a new contract, I think, with the Dragon, didn't he? And then now the similar situations again. But surely another club in the NRL is going to pick him up because he's he's really good. Yeah, and it's strange that the Dragons don't want him because they're not exactly top of the table, but, are they? And I'm trying to think back couple of years was it wasn't he understudy to somebody didn't get many games and i can't think who it was or have i got that wrong 
Um, you could be right, but off the top of my head, wasn't I'm, wasn't Dugan, wasn't Josh Dugan at the time, was it that he was? Uh, he, possibly. Could have he been. seems to toed and froed from fullback and centre and yeah. stuff. Don't he, Dugan? And I think he possibly. might. I think because he had a spell, Dugan, didn't he? Where he was like really top class. Yeah, and and I'm, I've got a feeling that Dufty might have been his understudy. Possibly. Um, but if he did end up coming to Super League, he would be Ben Barber esque. Yeah. He would just light it up, I think. I know it's off the subject of the game, but we just, we just talked about Josh Dugan there. I just mentioned his name. Do you think he's like a, of a waste of a career? Um, Possibly. Or is it another case of one of them that's been shoved into the limelight? Because he's got loads of tattoos. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but they, they do it all the time, don't they? They're doing it now with a few of them, aren't they? Um. You know, like um, Nico Hines seems to be one of them at the minute. Everybody seems to rave about him, don't they? Yeah. Um, and then Sewer, is it Jaden Sewer from the Roosters and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, and Sam Wood. Walker. Uh, Walker, sorry. Who's Sam Wood? I don't, I don't know. know. Actor. No idea. I don't know. Sam Walker, Just anyway. Made it up. I might have done, yeah. Never heard of him. Never played rugby league. Um, but yeah, people like that and... So maybe it's just, and, and Milford's another one, isn't it, who seems to be like, oh, we think he's wasted his career, mm. in a way. Or maybe they're just not or as good as... not lived up to that expectation, yeah. so it seems like that. Maybe they've hit a ceiling yeah. that is a lot lower than people perhaps expected. But Josh Dugan strikes me as the type of person who's had a lot of personal problems. I don't know why. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I think perhaps if you have that many tattoos, you then maybe you have anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Sorry if everyone. Sorry for to our, you know, completely, completely bodified, tattooed friends here. But you know, I don't know. I think he's had a couple of issues, Annie. And yeah, but anyway, yeah. Dragons fifty-two, Broncos twenty-four. Look, the Broncos started off quite well. This, you know, got the first try. Albert Kelly getting himself involved again, linking up with David Mead, put a little grubber through, didn't he? And. Mead pounced on it, and I thought Kelly, you know, had a decent game again, and had a real good effort. But the 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 whole game was just taken over by like the Dufty show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wasn't happy. Got a little got a little story for this one as well. Okay. Well, I only managed oh. to see the highlights of this. I didn't see it live. Um, five minutes before kickoff, I was driving, and got a phone call off Bobby, um, who said, um. The Broncos are uh, three and a half to one or something, like ten to three or something like that, to w- just win the game, not by not by six. Because, and they beat the Roosters two weeks ago, and the Dragons are rubbish, so surely that's worth a fiver. So I was like, oh yeah, okay. So I pulled the car over, put the bet on, and then he was like quite sheepish about his <laughs> tip of the week. And I'm just annoyed that I listened to him, to be honest. Yeah, well, he told me, and I didn't do that. Oh, so well, well done, you. I actually backed the dragon thing. It was to win by more than eight, and they did. Yeah, although it wasn't looking like it for a, a, quite a bit, really. The Broncos were in it for for a good amount of time. Yeah, just just completely fell apart. Yeah, and then in the end, normal service resumed. Yeah. Um, blowout nights for Eels forty. Yeah. Um, I've I wrote down that somehow 
the Eels have or, or could benefit from Origin because none of the players have been picked. Which is odd, isn't it? Considering played so how well. well they're playing. My, I said to you this morning, my favourite fullback in the NRL, and there's, and there's a glut to pick from, mm. but my favourite fullback is Gutherson. Yeah, I, I felt a bit sorry for him that I don't he'd know not why. been picked. I don't know why. I can't believe he'd not been picked. I thought they might have picked him over Jack Whiten, who I thought, who I don't think's been yeah very good this season. Yeah, although when we come on to the New South Wales stuff and the, that, it, they've got a fullback, and then the two centres are fullbacks as well. Yeah, yeah. So you know. Where do you, where do you put him in? But I think you, you're right. I think his his form has been fantastic, and he, I just like the way he plays. He's always there. He's all mm. he's always there or thereabouts. He always gets on the end of things. He sets things up. I think he's really clever. Yeah, I agree. You know, we did, like I say they've managed to keep Gutherson, Moses, Dylan Brown, Blake Ferguson, uh, Reed Mahoney, who I think did get picked in the end for Queensland, but then injured his shoulder. Um, during this game and had to leave, and I think he got he got dropped from the squad because I think they they called Ben Hunt up, mm. um, but managed to keep him anyway, you know, for this game. Um, and then obviously they've got the likes of Mike Asivu and a, a few of the others, Blake, who you know can't play for for Origin anyway, so they've yeah. benefited from uh, Mike Asivu. I've made a note on it. What a beast! Just a a wrecking ball, isn't he? Yeah, just you can't stop him. No, he's he's unbelievable. Yeah, can't can't stop him. Ten yards out, five yards out, you've no chance. You might as one well on just, one or two on one. You might as well Whatever. just let him walk past and just not get injured. Yeah. So yeah. he's he's yeah he's a freak. Absolutely. Um, Jake Clifford going to the Knights immediately from okay. the Cowboys as well. Which seems a strange one because the Cowboys aren't exactly flying, are they? No, because I think it just seems a strange. One. You don't often see players leave with immediate effect, and especially players that are or have been key elements in the starting set at thirteen always, to another team. Yeah, it always suggests something behind the scenes, doesn't it? When it's like that, but like they just like he's a bad apple or something. Yeah. I'm not saying that he is, and there's been no. Stories, I think, not none that I've seen anyway, to suggest that he is. It just seems bizarre. Could be salary cap. Could be, you know. Yeah, but if they've already started the season, then that doesn't really come into it. Yeah, same, they, they it? must no, be under no. it. Yeah. So yeah. who? who I, I don't know. Who knows? No, I don't know. Um, um the Panthers uh, suffering their first defeat of the season, but not really a surprise is it really not really they they're the opposite aren't they to the the eels they've nine players been completely decimated by origin yeah not nine and mate what's the thing for nine decimated would be 10 wouldn't it i don't know nine and mated <laughs> non-mated let's just say non-mated anyway they've had nine players yeah. involved in origin and you can't take Nine origin players out of a a first grade team and expect them to and win. expect to win. Yeah, um, I mean they didn't get they were twenty six six, so they didn't exactly get battered, but never in it. Uh, no, they were they threatened to hang on as long as they could, and perhaps if they did, if I think it was fourteen six for a while, and 
Um, if they did, you know, managed to get another, but uh, it was comfortable for the Tigers in the end. And it's one of those lose lose for the Tigers in a way, isn't it? Because they're expected to win because they're basically playing a reserve grade team. So if they don't, if they don't win, it's like oh, that's a shocking loss. Well, I think that when you see things like that, it's it, you know, the, I think there's more and more calls. Well, I think there's been more calls, especially after. Um, Last year to play Origin at the end of this year, yeah. after the season, yeah, because you're not affected like the Panthers and Panthers fans will be gutted that that winning streak has ended because of Origin. There's no other reason for it but Origin. Yeah, if they play it at the end of the season, that's not going to happen. The Panthers win that game, don't they? I yeah. reckon. Well, you would think so, and yet it's just accepted by the club, isn't it? Seems to be, but I think I think it worked well. You know, when they did it after the season last mm-hmm. year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and finally, um, Storm again heavily impacted, but they managed to came uh, came good against the Titans by twenty fourteen. But right, and as you know, I'm a Titans fan, and I'm insist I've got to, I've got. I've got two words for you. Brian Kelly. Twenty fourteen with about five minutes to go. The Titans move it left. All his Kelly has to do is move it left one more time to the winger. Titans are in twenty eighteen, kick to come, and he tries to dummy and doesn't make the line. Yep. Just a poor, poor decision. It it was. I'm lost for words. Yeah, it wasn't good. And then after that as well, the you know they had a, a run, didn't they? And the hooter had gone. And, and then were, all Sammy has to do was pass it to whoever because Sammy's the winger, isn't he? So yeah. He ended up come, ended up being inside after that little kick from the prop, Wallace. Yeah. All he has to do is find the wing, the guy on his outside and throws it into touch. Yeah. Threw it into like row F or something, didn't he? Well and truly bombed it. Yeah, twice. Twice. So, Titans uh, are not good, but you know the the storm finding a way to win again. Jerome Hughes is ace. Always makes a break quick. Really like him. Yeah. Um, and Nico Hines' pass for the Jennings try was beautiful. Yeah. Um. But just, just Titans bombed it really in the end. Yeah, um, and and probably should have. Well, they should have at least uh, the the Kelly one, unforgivable. That is the, the and the Sami one is 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 bad. bad. But yeah. the the Kelly one is just inexcusable. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. So I think that wraps up the NRL, doesn't it? Already. Yeah, four games. So, yeah. So, um, so we've got some bits of news this week. You've just mentioned about Nico Hines, and we mentioned last week that uh, he was wanted by the Warriors. And as we were recording, it came out, didn't it, that uh, he'd actually signed a three-year deal with the Cronulla Sharks. Yeah, everything seems to happen after we record. But um, it's like some sort of psychic pod. Yeah. Welcome to the Loose Medium Podcast. 
<laughs> what was that guy? Phoenix Knights <laughs> Clinton Baptiste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was... Welcome to the Clinton Baptiste pod. <laughs> yeah. Um, but other bits of news. Surprising one for me this week, biggest surprising bit of news, I think, was Danny Richardson, Castleford, being offered to other clubs for next season. Yeah. Mega surprise. Um, what, what's he been there? A year? Two, I think. I think this is, is this his second season. Oh, yes, yeah, so I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. And he never, I don't think he's played regular rugby there. And there was a lot of Saints fans saying um, that they shouldn't have let him go. They made a mistake letting him go. And, and yet he's not cut it at Cass. No, it seemed to start off well, I think, at Cass. Um, seemed to start off with a lot of promise, the new lease alive, because he wanted to. He wasn't getting the game time at, at St. Helens that he wanted. No, so obviously the right move for him to, to go, and, and obviously when Cass uh, come calling, he, he, you know, it seemed like a really smart move on, on his behalf, and playing really good rugby, aren't they? And they look like a team on the up, and... Yeah, pe- people are a little bit critical of his defence. Yes, um, but ninety percent, eighty-five, ninety percent of scrumals can't tackle. Mm. They're not there for that. No, and they're not making tackles up the middle, are they? So no. Um, Where I think if you get one that can defend, they're usually not as good in attack. So yeah, and I'm all for a. Attractive attacking rugby league. Not this. Albert Albert Kelly was a. a, a He's the worst one I've ever seen. Yeah, worst defender I've ever seen. Albert Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, some of the stuff he did with the ball in hand was fantastic. Yeah, I know he's not a a halfback, but um, Adam Quinlan, little KR, strikes me as the same sort of player. Yeah, not defensively not great. It's not like a but but. But really joins in attack well and yeah, and can set, run about yeah, and yeah. And sometimes when you know, especially your scrum halves are, are that good in attack, you, you could I think you can forgive him yeah. a little bit. But certainly Kelly was like that, wasn't he? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Barber, another one. Yeah, he copped stick in the end for um, not defending well. Yeah. But I've never seen a person do what he did with the ball in hand never seen it from anybody else Light, lights up a crowd yeah. yeah when he got the ball you you got off your seat yeah you're looking at seat you're looking on you're looking at the screen or something you're looking wow yeah what's he gonna do now and a lot of the time did yeah so yeah I, I i agree with you but back on danny richardson i mean I, i'm not quite sure where that means he'll end up although other news this week is that kevin brown is retiring yeah, for me, really, if he's not cut it at Saints, it's going to sound harsh, but Cass is a step down from Saints. If he can't make it there, he's not going to end up at Warrington or Wigan, is he? So Super League, his chances are... Not, not I won't gone. I would say fading, but... It's looking like Salford, Lee, um, Wakefield. But wait, but, but to be fair... 
Mason Liner at Wakefield this year has, has done really yeah, well. I he, think he, he does look really I good. I mean, he, he scored a try last week, which was like he was he just danced through. Yeah, he does look good. Um, it's looking and like... Jacob Miller the same. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, again, I, I don't see I don't see that happening really. It's looking like Salford or Lee, really, yeah. off the top of my head. Well, he's not going to displace someone at halfback. He's and I'm and I'm sort of opening out this to to sixes and sevens, I suppose. But he's he's not going to replace someone like Jordan Abdul, is he? At Hull KR, for example. No, I wouldn't have he, thought. He's so. not. He's not going to replace Sneed. He's not at Hull. He's not going to replace Farge. He's not going to go back to St Helens, is he? No. Um, he's not going to be a replacement for Jackson Hastings. You wouldn't have thought so. So it, it's interesting to see his to where his next move will be. And I suppose when you said it, it sounds harsh, but even whether that would be in Super League mm. or whether it would be a, um, I'm thinking someone like, um, even someone like Toulouse or someone like that, that, that's vying to get in Super League, Bradford Bulls maybe. Featherston or something. or something. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But Maybe. Um, but again, one of them, isn't it? Like when he's coming through it saying, it's like, he's the next Sean Long, he's the next Sean Long and... It's, it's not fair to these, you know, eighteen, nineteen-year-old kids. Well, I think there's, I think, I think Saints fans are putting the pressure on Lewis Dodd in the same way now. Yeah, because there's obviously massive rumours that Farge is going to Huddersfield, isn't there? So and, they're and saying, will, well, we'll just throw Dodd in. Because oh. he's he's come off the bench a couple of times this season. If I was Saints, I don't think I would do that. I think I think he's he's, he's eighteen, maybe just turned nineteen, Lewis Dodd. Just get somebody in for a year or two. Mm. Even if they could get... Um, like Aiden Caesar on a swap. But I, I said, for a but year. I, I suspect that Aiden Caesar will, will be NRL bound again anyway. Yeah. Sean Johnson for a year. Yeah. You well, he, he would light up Super League, wouldn't he? So You would think so. But we'll see. We'll see what happens to uh, to Danny there. So uh, wish him well. Yeah. In his search for uh, another club. Um. We'll come on to a couple of things within the, the semi-finals. Um, obviously, one of them, Josh Griffin, um, who suffered a really bad injury. Uh, but in the news section, um, for dangerous contact, he's got a two-game ban. I know, I saw that. And um, everyone was going mad, saying, like, oh, oh, rub salt in the wounds <laughs> and things like that. It's like, well, it doesn't, does it? <laughs> no. But I'm like, if he's done it, you're going to get charged, aren't you? Like. Yeah. Because he's out for the rest of the season. Unless he's banned from like watching Sky for two weeks or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's like, who's, who's on tonight? No, sorry, you're banned, Josh. You can't watch this. And it's, you know, they can't go, oh, well, you'll have to do it when you're fit. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I was Hull, if that happened, if I was Hull, I'd be like, oh, it turns out he's not actually done that and he's fit to play this week. Yeah. So, so yeah. So he's just banned. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, after, oh, after, now he's after, done it. Oh, yeah. training. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, interesting one um, that's done the round this week. That Kevin Sinfield uh, is wanted uh, by Leicester Tigers on their coaching staff. I mean, he's not exactly done wonders at Leeds, has he? Um, no, he had a short spell coaching, didn't he? Leading. Yeah, when before the Agar was interim. Or... Yeah permanent whatever when it was they didn't really 
They might have won one game. Yeah, I think he struggled to win a game, didn't he? And I know it's, you know, if they're not playing very well and they've got injuries or the team's not good and they're looking on a rebuild anyway, he's not going to come in and do wonders, is he? What gets me, right, is that sometimes... So, they want him to to do the... the, um, the, Be on the coaching staff for Leicester Tigers, who are a top-class rugby union team, aren't they? Yeah. I think. But I've not. Well, they're famous, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Freddie Tuolangi has something to do with them as well. He has academies. Well, there's Manu like, yeah. still play there. I think so. I don't know. We're not a rugby union pal, and I couldn't care less, to be honest. No. But what the thing that gets me about it is, is that if someone said to you, right, we want you to be on um, uh, Featherstone's coaching, right. could, could you do it? Yeah. If someone said to you, we want you to go on Saracen's coaching uh, team, could you do it? I wouldn't have a clue what to do. Exactly. And Kevin Sinfield's been in rugby league since since he was a boy. He played, he played for Waterhead in Oldham. Yeah. And then spent, he obviously spent all his career at Leeds Rhinos. So I, I don't understand sometimes where the, 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 the rugby union angle comes in. I really don't get Even it. Even if they went, look, we won't... Because I know that there was a spell, wasn't there, where um, they got rugby league people in to do, uh, like, defensive coaches. Defence coaches. There was a real fad for that, wasn't there, at yeah, one time? Because Phil they Ladd like... did it, Mike Ford did it, uh, Sean Edwards did it, Andy Fowler, and they've stayed in the game. Yeah. Um, and... I know there was, a, like I said, I know there was a spell of that, but even if somebody came to me and said, do you want to be this rugby union's defence coach? I'd be like, it's like a week's job, mate. I can show you how to tackle. But... <laughs> like, because they're all at the base of the screw, like the rook or whatever they want to call well, it's not it. Well, colli- it's not collision like rugby league, is it? Because they only have to be behind the ball, don't yeah, they? Yeah, exactly. They're the base of the thing. They don't have to travel back. But like, just get on this line and, and I'll show you how to... Do the tackling technique. Run. What can you coach there? Uh, I don't Because know. when there's 10 yards between you, there's space and they're throwing shapes at you. You know, the attacking yeah. team are throwing moves at you. So you've got to... And they've got 15 players. They all get each other's way. 12 of them are in that pylon what thing a, that they have. What does a number eight do? Is that a back or a forward? I think it's a forward. But it's a, it's a specialist position, isn't it? Number eight. I don't know. Yeah. Is it like number 10 in football? I think so. I've no idea. And like you say, I couldn't care less. No. And, and, and if you're listening to this pod, neither should you. Yeah, and if, if you're rugby union, you're listening to this pod, F off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or, or welcome. Yeah. Fair mine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, uh, uh, one more bit. Oh, sorry, two more bits. We mentioned that about Kevin Brown retiring at the end of the season, but we, we sort of mingled that in with Danny Richardson. Been fantastic servant for rugby league, hasn't yeah. he? He's done it every start of foot Wigan and spent a lot of time at Uddersfield and then at, at Warrington and Salford. Oh, he's been at a few places and stuff, but I've always really liked him. Um, I think probably more when he left Wigan, though, because I sort of knew who he, he was and I think mm. he started developed a... A real trade. Um, I hope he can stay injury-free this year and get the send-off he deserves. Yeah, I do. Um, 
I really like him. Uh, and I you think know what? He's been really Still good playing really well. Yeah, I think he's been really good. Yeah. Um, and seems a dead nice guy as well. Yeah. He's a dead nice guy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He does his... Uh, He'll probably get into punditry. I think he was was He's looking that way. I think was on the Challenge Cup over the weekend on the BBC. Yeah, um, and speaks well and knows what he's on about. And I'm just going to say, I think there's a shortage of that sort of person on punditry within rugby league. I agree. It'd be nice if they got him on on Sky. Yeah, just because that's where the majority of the games are. It's stale, isn't it? And like I say, it needs a. You know, you look at the NRL, let's go down to Jonathan Thurston, let's go down to Wally Lewis, let's go down to Andrew Johns, let's go down to... This morning, State of Origin, yeah. oh, you're on the field with Darren Lockyer. Yeah. Thanks, Paul Gallen. Yeah. Yeah, you know. And then you've got Braith and Astor in the commentary team yeah. and stuff like that. Cooper Cronks. They even get Mal Meninga in the studio. Yeah. yeah. Kangaroo's coach, they even get him in the studio. We've got Barry and Terry. And Phil Clark. And Beaky and Rod Studd. <laughs> but yeah, so, no, you're right. I think, uh, but like, yeah, he's just a bit of a change up on there and that he speaks well and I like him and I like what he has to say. Because I, I love, when the NRL done, I love listening to Cooper Cronk. I think he's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he's a very technical guy, isn't he? But I like that because you're watching it and he's explaining what that player is seeing at that particular time. Well, I was like, you, oh, yeah. If you want anybody to talk technical to you, it's somebody like that, isn't it? Yeah, of course it you is. You know, if Kev Brown comes on and goes, this is what he's seeing. Or, that's what you want. You would listen. I used, used to like the um, the touchscreen stuff when they had the coaches on. Yeah, or, or a player. That was, was really involved in the play. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It was, it was excellent, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the last bit of news, I don't know whether you've seen it. Have you seen the uh, the England the New England Rugby League kit the world for the World Cup? Yes, I have. I, I quite like it. Lovely, isn't it? Yeah, I like it. It's similar to one they had a, a few years ago, I think. Yeah, you know, but I think something... the cross was like bang in the middle. That's right. And now this, this one's is... more down to one side. But yeah, I think that's really nice. Really nice kit, yeah. And and it was nice that they got, you know, all all um forms of the England team to to do the the photo shoot the modeling yeah, the, the, there was the men's the, the women the PDRL yeah. and the wheelchair team. yeah yeah so absolutely it was, it was nice that yeah so yeah um, let's hope it's um, let's hope that that shirt is lifting uh, lifting one or two trophies at the end of the year shall we say yes yeah so definitely anyway. so uh, that's the bit of news but we have got this haven't we. <laughs> Indeed it is. So he's got four this week. Okay. Okay. Well he's had extra time. I was expecting more. Um no, only only four, I'm afraid. Bone idol. <laughs> um uh we'll start off with a it's alright. Since coming out of COVID last year. <laughs> it's alright. Well, there's better ones. This is, this is number four of four, I think, you know. Right, okay. Um, since coming out of COVID last year, the Broncos have now conceded 30-plus points 15 times. Really? Yeah. That's not good, is it? I thought it'd be more, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, This morning, Gerard Sutton, referee, refereed... Do you know how many consecutive origin match? Uh, 
15? 20. Oh. He's con- he refereed his 20th consecutive origin match. What does that's, that say? Uh, that he's the best one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, but it does, like, in a way, like, somebody refereeing 20 grand finals on the trot over here, isn't it? Or Challenge Cup finals. Well, did they, they, when they had the two-referee system, I can't remember if they had the two-referee system in origin or not. So that's probably helped him. Uh, do you know what? I can't remember that. I can't. I can't remember. I don't think... I'm not sure. I actually, I'm going to say no. I have no recollection. But I'd be happy to stand corrected by anybody on that one. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Sion and Peter Matautia will become the third pair of brothers to play against each other in a Challenge Cup final later this year, assuming they both play. The other two came in 1950 between Albert and Johnny Norton, playing for Warrington and Widnes. Albert came on top for Warrington, winning 19-0. And, well, that's that's the other, the other two. Where's the other one? What do you mean? Well, that's one pair of brothers. And then the other one. Has he not wrote it down? No. Well, I know what it is anyway. Well, the other one is 2004. Yeah. Which is? Um, Danny and Paul Schoolthorpe. Yes. Playing for Saints and Wigan. Paul came on top that day when St. Helens defeated Wigan 32-16. No, my point is he's only mentioned one pair of brothers there, Albert and Johnny Norton. He hasn't given me the, he hasn't given me the second one. Yeah, Danny and Paul. Then give me the third one then. Peter and Siona. Oh yeah, I get it now, yeah. <laughs> That's no You've you ruined can, this start. I have. But you confuse me because you were on about somebody that was doing it for Swinton or something. No, I didn't. The when other did day I you did. Oh, so I got the team wrong because I couldn't remember the start off the top of my head. Oh, so I didn't dream it then. I don't know. I can't oh. remember everything I've ever said. Oh, well, sorry, I've got that. But I always get something wrong every week, so that's that's that this week. Shall I move on from that very quickly? Yes. All right. Because that was good and you've ruined it. Anyway, all right, well, this is better. I've kept this one till last. Right. So, it was calculated by an online sports company this week that if rugby league players rolled on the floor and faked injuries like football do, due to this our stop-the-clock rule an average Super League game would take roughly three hours to complete. <laughs> does anyway when it's on Sky. <laughs> it's like the Super Bowl. Uh, have we got a different angle on that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that was, oh, that was painful, that, wasn't it? Yeah. The, um, the Challenge Cup, the, the, was it Castleford and Warrington? Yeah, I, was, I think it was the... He ended up being held up anyway. Yeah, Philbin well, maybe. Because he give him, uh, or he give it, or did he give it? No, try. no try. And then we looked at it from like twenty different angles, but ten of them were the same angles we looked at the first two times. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's it. Um, I bumbled my way through that, but that was. <laughs> It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. So, if you do that next week, everyone will know why. It's because I've been sacked off it, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Right, I'll practice I'll practice reading this week. Okay. Okay. Um, right, so our little feature this week, um, well, it was going to be State of Origin, wasn't it? 
Well, I mean, it is. It still is. But it's a short feature, isn't it? Yes, because it was a very lopsided affair. Yeah. New South Wales 50, Queensland 6. Only the second time that New South Wales have hit 50 points, I think, in the history of the uh, contest. Yeah, well, they said at the end of the game that it was um, New South Wales' biggest recorded victory. So Yeah, 44 points. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, thoughts? Just absolutely blew them out of the water. For 80 minutes? Yeah. For, for 80 minutes, I thought um, the first set that from the kickoff was the quickest set I've ever seen. Just the speed of it was amazing. Um, but, you know, New South Wales' line defence as well, when Queensland did manage to get on on their line, was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, Turbo Tom, Tom Trevojevic, was, that's one of the best origin performances I've ever seen, I think. Is he... The best player in the world at the minute. I would, yeah, I would say so. From what I've seen over the last couple of weeks since he's come back from injury, I haven't seen somebody influence a game that they've been involved in as much as he has. And And every week. And we've said how much he influences the team at Manly every week. Yeah. But today he did it for New South Wales. Just involved in everything. He was... Was he playing right centre? Ended up swinging. Um, he played both in the end, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. He's swinging from right to left. He was playing a full-back role, but had the number four on. It was like he had a free role. That's what I mean. They were playing with two full-backs. Yeah. And again, he's one of those centre. The other one, obviously, being Latrell Mitchell, that plays full-back for their team. Yeah. But wasn't playing full-back for New South Wales because Tedesco had the shirt. Yeah. Whereas Queensland have got Kurt Capewell in centre, he plays second row at the Panthers. You would think they would have a an out and out centre. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know Latrell. You, we've said you know he's. You could say the same for New South Wales, but at least Latrell is. He made his name at centre, didn't he? Yeah. So he knows what he's doing, and I'm not saying Kurt Capewell doesn't. It just seems odd that. Whenever you hear that he's gone from, oh, he's gone second row to centre, like there's been an injury and he's had to. Yeah, and it was the same. It was the same when um, Inglis was playing, when Greg Inglis was playing. Yeah. He was playing, he moved to full back, but when it came to rep honours, he played centre because Billy Slater was playing at full back. Yeah, um, and I I just thought, you know, from the off, the, 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 uh, the New South Wales first try came from um, probably. Um, an error from Munster because they ended up getting a set restart and I don't think Munster heard him or thought the player was still on kicked it chipped it into the corner nothing came from it the New South Wales regathered it then Latrell Mitchell makes a break which then led to um, Josh Odokar being taken out when they put that nothing kick in, it went dead by about 15 yards, but Kyle felt felt necessary to take Ado Carr out. I know he's quick, but he's not that quick, which then led to the the first try. Mm. So it all come from Queensland, 
yeah. not even the set restart. The, just the the gulf though between the two teams. I mean, the interview with um, Daily Cherry Evans at the end, and he he was absolutely just destroyed. Yeah, I saw a little bit with um, Cherry Evans um, and Paul Green in the post match press conference, and they were just thought they were going to cry. And and on the field, I mean, Cherry, there's not a lot you can say really. Where he says, "Well, we didn't play very well. We've got to do better than that." We've got to, and and sometimes you think, and you're looking at him, and you think, I'm not sure you believe that you can you can um, bridge that gap. No, it, it's like a complete it's reversal, a isn't it? Um, That's a test side, isn't it, New South Wales? Yeah, yeah. It's like a complete reversal of what, what eight years ago, yeah. something like that. Yeah, it swung round obviously when they had yeah because they had you know big players didn't they you know Lock- they had the same Thurston, spine, Slayton, English Smith yeah um, Parker Hodges all these, Hodges, all these centers, sort of players yeah. yeah and and yeah I mean they, they said that last year was the worst Queensland side they'd ever seen and they ended up getting a win and they probably shouldn't have won that series but they did credit to I, them I there's no that, way man. that's going to happen again no three 0 yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the next one will be closer at the Suncorp. I think it will be closer. But I can't see... I can't see them levelling it up. No. I, I hope they do, because then that always makes a good third game. Yeah. I, 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 I you know, you love a decider, third game decider, don't you? But, um, yeah. I tell you what, Nathan Cleary's face cut was nasty. I'm surprised he was allowed to stay on the pitch, really. They've got different rules. Like, I don't mean for origin, I mean in Australia. Like, he, he's got... Is there different rules for, like, the blood bin than, than we have? Because we have someone here, and they've got they've got a smattering of blood on the shirt, and it's like, no, you've got to go, you've got to change your shirt. He's, like, bleeding buckets from his eye, but... It doesn't need to go off. Is it, have they got different rules? I didn't think they had different rules, but you would have thought so watching that. And also, do you think that Origin today was refereed differently than the general NRL matches over the last few weeks? Yes. Yeah. So because I think if they'd have refereed it how they have been doing, they'd have got absolutely slated. So... But made for a better game. Right, so what's the difference then? There is no difference, but because it's such a high-profile game, they'd have got destroyed. The referees would have been just... But there was no there was no serious foul play. Somebody got put on report, didn't they? So there was Queen's a couple of ones where you thought, ooh, he might be going here, just because of how it's but been then, the last But then he weeks. didn't. Just put him on report. There was, a, there was one New South Wales score, didn't they? Yeah, and it, it went back, and I can't remember who it was for Queensland. He got put on report, yeah, and it went after the try, yeah, and they let the play, they let the play go, um, and they scored the try from it, yeah. Um, but he didn't get, he didn't get ten minutes, and I'm thinking, well, that's not what they've been doing over the last three or four weeks. No, no, it's not. I do think it was refereed differently. I don't think it was necessarily played which, differently. Which then begs the question: Are big games refereed differently? Well, going off that, you would say, yeah. Mm. Um, The whole country watches it, don't they? 
or it stops. The country stops, doesn't it? While yeah. that's on, and they, they, that is like, it's it's the biggest sporting event in Australia, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think the only thing that in Australia that would come close to that is probably um, the Boxing Day Test. Yeah, I would agree. At cricket, I would agree. Particularly if it's an Ashes one. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um the talking of Nathan Cleary's face. You see all these like acne and stuff like that. It was minging. Yeah. But basically some spotty teenager ran the show. You know, <laughs> <Yeah. which> is, <laughs> it was uh he, he was he was great. Um I tell you what I did like, um, for the second try uh sorry. Yes, the yeah, the uh, oh no, yeah, Toto's second try, the Tarek Sims offload pass, brilliant. Where he managed to, brilliant to get it out. That was really good. Yeah. That really, yeah, brilliant. really impressed me. For one of our favourite players, Toto. Well, yours. You laugh every time you hear his name. <laughs> he just makes me laugh, Toto. <laughs> um, you know, speaking about New South Wales's line defence quality, I think it come up with a start, didn't it? And uh, Queensland had had like five straight sets in a row and I think they don't have let the, the Kirk Catewell try in yeah. which to be fair was a well worked try by Queensland you know they spread it well and Kirk, uh, Catewell had a, a nice dummy yeah. little one handed dummy and, and went over it was a nice try but, um, was, yeah, but that's as good as it got for him absolute battering yeah anything else? Um, not really I thought the two centres just for New South Wales were Amazing that, that triangle of the two centres and the fullback. Yeah, was, I thought yeah. I thought Tedesco was quite pretty quiet to be honest, but I think Tom Trevojevic kept him quiet because of the way the game plan was, yeah. and just how well it was executed. And you know, we had him swinging yeah. all over, and and I thought Latrell Mitchell was excellent. A couple of tries for himself, and then Clear was at the heart of everything. And I thought um, Jerome Luai played well as well. Yeah, he had a nice little break, didn't he, to set up. Yeah. Um, well, it ended up being um, Tom Trevojevic's second try. We yeah. give it to Mitchell, who then give it to I read Turbo Tom. A really touching story this week, Jerome Luai. Because uh, he, he's Samoan, isn't he, originally? Yes. Yeah, they were on about him playing for Samoa, weren't they? That's right. Or possibly playing yeah, for Samoa. Yeah, but he was eligible for yeah. New South Wales. Um, and he, he said that when he was growing up... Um, there was a lot of memorabilia and, and things, shirt, Panther stuff knocking about where he lived. And they used to have this, where he lived, they used to have this brutal hill, something called Simi Hill or something. And they said it was brutal. And he said, and there was a, um, there was a man who ran up it as though it was just, you know, nothing. Mm. And he had time for everybody. And he was a hero of the village and a hero of his when he was like sort of this preteen, you know, young player looking up and this, this guy had played touch rugby with him and everything. Anyway, um, the guy in question was a guy called Masada Asofi, um, who I knew and tragically died this year. Um, he was on the Samoan World Cup team in, in 2013 and he died in a, a, a motorbike accident on 
in, in his village. And he said, and he was the one that him and all his friends and all his village looked up to. Right. And like that. And he said, he, and he wanted to do well in origin um, for him and his family. Well, I think he certainly did that. And that was just a really touching story just because at personal encounters with uh, Masada, who mm. was a, a fantastic bloke. Yeah, well, I think he definitely did that. And uh, obviously very nice to, very touching, like you say. Um, from from Jerome Luai, yeah. who, who was excellent. Like yeah. I say, he made a terrific break for the Mitchell try. Yeah, um, I'll tell you what else I did like. Um, for Mitchell's second try, we put it up, and Payne Haas was offside. Ah, coach he, dropped um, it. It's within ten. Yeah, but because he didn't get involved or didn't really interfere, and they were saying, "Well, it's not his fault. He's dropped the ball." They let it play on, and yeah, and I liked that. If that had been here, by the letter of the law, he just said he's within ten, and yet that is the rule. No, I know it is, but and I've it's never a seen stupid rule. It is, but I've never seen that interpretation before. Never, I've never seen that. Like you say, it's, it was refereed differently for Origin. It all yeah. comes back to that. I liked it. I liked, but it. I've never seen that interpretation because I think that's what the rule should be. Yeah. And I know some of the commentators were saying, "Well, how do you know he's not got in his eye line and put him off and stuff?" He's like, yeah, he's he had no intention it. of getting involved in that play. He jumped past the ball. The, the only thing he would have got involved in was if he, if the fullback had have caught it, he'd have run out and he'd have got tackled and he'd and probably, then he'd have been, been penalised for offside. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So yeah, and then the last thing I wanted to mention on it was. Uh, two minutes from the end, where Queensland put a kick across, it's fifty points to six, and I think it was Coates that got up and knocked it back to somebody, yeah. and they scrambled like mad to keep them out, and it, it was just unbelievable defence for a team that was forty-four points in front in the last minute. Yeah, I, I wrote that down as well. Like I say I touched on it before about the line defence and how good it was, and, yeah. and even to the very end when they didn't even have to, that's what it you know that's what it means, and that's what. What champions do, I think, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And they were a champion side. That yeah, sure. it absolutely battered them. And it's ruined our yeah. future. <laughs> Win the World Cup that side, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right. Anything else on Origin? Or are we moving on to Challenge Cup? Um, I I haven't got anything else for Origin. Okay. Um, Challenge Cup then. First of all, congratulations to St. Helens women. Who yes. defeated York in the in their Challenge Cup final? Yeah, some good rugby played, wasn't there? Brilliant, and do you know some really honest performances. And I think there's there's some real um, stars in that. Amy Hardcastle, um, Emily Rudge, yeah, were, were particularly strong. Um, and something I did notice on Twitter was that um, Faye Gaskin was beating herself up and apologising for stupidly getting injured, celebrating one of the tries. I know, I felt really sorry for her because she's been an in, an integral part of that St. Ellen's side. Yeah. You know, she's the scrum half, isn't she? She's 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 there to run the attack and um guide the team around the field and it's, like you say, just... Freak accident. To celebrate. And it come from her pass. Yeah. It was a brilliant pass. Yeah. And just but 
Faye, if you're listening, don't beat yourself up. Yeah. That can happen to anybody and, and enjoy the medal I'm sure. and enjoy the success because I'm sure you've got lots more to come. I was going to say, I'm sure there'll be lots more finals to play in and a lot more yeah. awards to pick up. Really impressed with Amy Hardcastle. She takes some stopping. Yes, yeah, rapid as well, isn't she? Yeah. Real good player. So, uh, yeah, so congratulations and uh, uh, and well done to York, I think, as well for not not giving it in. Still giving it a real go, even though, even when they were twenty nil down at uh, half time. Yeah, definitely. Um, scored first in the second half. Yeah, I was going to say I'd, they come out and scored ten first, or fifteen minutes where they looked. You know, if they'd have scored again, you think, mm, okay, well, this is this is on. A lot um, more positives than negatives, I think, from, from York's point of view. Yeah, I know so it's well, disappointing not to come away with the win, but what we. What I was was surprised, and I think a lot of people were, were surprised. Don't mean this in any condescending way at all, but they were as really surprised with the level, um, surprised with the um, with the the ability, if you like. Uh, and I think I thought it was a, a really worthy game of being on BBC. So well, well done to everybody involved. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and let's hope that that carries on because that was I really enjoyed that. I thought it was excellent. Yeah. And on to the semis. Um, we'll go with, uh, I suppose, the surprise result first. Uh, Warrington 20, Cass 35. Yeah, blew them out of the water, didn't they, really? From in the first 20 minutes or so. Um, John Turner getting an hat trick, looking like a, a a prime mite in a fire or something. Yeah, He's just... Turner and Shenton. Ripped him apart down that left yeah, side. Yeah, Jordan Turner's had an excellent start to this season, and um, I wonder, I, I wondered how much the Jake Mamo Simbin influenced the result in the end because obviously it was quite early on, and rightly so, it was a Simbin professional foul for holding down. Um, and but they, they got a, a um, they ran away with it a bit after that, didn't yeah, they? They did, they did. I, I think Mamo, you know, I, I think he's vastly underrated. Yeah, I really, I really like him. I think he'd be an asset for any team. I Super agree, League. and he can play anywhere in that three quarter line. Yeah, I, I do like him. Um, I think the only this was the second game on, and I think the only disappointing thing from that was that it looked then to be in front of an empty ground. I know there was obviously crowd restrictions and stuff, but it looked like there was an empty ground because, like the ninety percent of the the Saints and Hull fans had already gone home. Um, and I wonder what they can do to perhaps put that right. Um, the the double headers have been a, a good idea, but you've always got that risk of people leaving after the first game. I would think that eighty percent of people would, if they're on first, watch the first half of the second game and then go. Yeah. Or vice versa, if you're on second, you might get in at half time for the, ta- uh, for the other one. Half, yeah. um, but I do think as well that, I know it comes down to television and things like that, but I do think as well there's, there's too long a turnaround between the games. Mm. So Magic Weekend, you've pretty much got a 15-minute turnaround. So to me, the teams can warm up somewhere else, come out ready, and everyone's still in the ground and still... Maybe, maybe you know, it's not maybe. really a chance to go, and then you think, "Oh, I'll just hang on for this," rather than having to wait forty-five minutes or something like that, or an hour or something, and then say, "Oh, um, 
you know, I, I don't think he'll hang on for this. Maybe it's because um, none of the bars in the ground and stuff can be open as well and you can't get any food or drinks. Yeah, or maybe that had a lot to do with it this time round. You know, maybe... Uh, I think you might be right because if I... Rem- I, I I'm only guessing, but if I remember rightly, when it was... Um, uh, the, the, Bolton, it was Saints and Catalan, and it was at Leeds and... Was it Warrington? Um, I, I think I tend to remember that as being a lot more people staying for the second game, which I think was Leeds and Warrington on that day. Yeah. Than, than stayed this time round. Yeah. Um, I agree. So maybe that is, you know, if you don't take your own food and people want to have a drink and stuff, you, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure whether you could take your own alcoholic, but you definitely couldn't get any once you'd run out if you could. Although, do you remember, t- remember we told the story the other week about that, um, uh, my friend who's the Saints fan who, who um, give his season ticket in, they had to they had to hole punch it so he could get his discount. Yeah. Um, you could see him and his family as the only Saints fans that had, that had stayed in the ground for the second, <laughs> the second game. Oh, really? <laughs> I did spot them because they were like, really like just conspicuous because they had like, a, didn't have a row to themselves. They had like a section to themselves. <laughs> I did see him. Yeah. yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I did. I did see them. Well, talking of Saints, thirty-three eighteen against Hull. A very controversial moment, or maybe not so much controversial, but a, a talking point definitely, which was the Theo Farge try. Um, obviously, Josh Griffin goes down with. What turns out to be a ruptured Achilles, obviously a, a horrific injury, and you could tell it was something serious because he just went down and clutched hang and let go of the ball, and then Theo picks up the ball and goes under the sticks. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, I just think that's poor sportsmanship because I think you know that that player is badly injured. Well, first of all. Best wishes to Josh Griffin and a speedy recovery. Yeah. Um, that's the first thing. I'm with you a little. And yet every, there's such a split decision. And yet every pro that you've seen on television or anything, every pundit has said, no, he didn't do anything wrong. And by the letter of the law, you play to the whistle. Maybe the game could have been stopped immediately if the injury was that serious. So that it takes that decision out of the player's hand? I think the easiest thing for the I'll, referee, although it's hard to do in that bang split second moment, was would have probably been just to give a knock on. Yeah. But then can he do that? Because he's there to officiate the game, not to adjudicate on that sort of decision, which is a really difficult one. Yeah, no, it is. And, and for me, I think it's just... So bad sportsmanship to just go and score. If you want to get the ball back, fine, jump on the ball, but don't run under the sticks when there's a man screaming. Well, a friend of mine who watched the game um, was absolutely slating Saints. Um, he's a Leeds United fan. Okay. And he was going on about this, uh, what's the manager called? Bielsa. Yeah. That was, I think when Leeds played Aston Villa, mm. Leeds scored a goal that, I don't know what happened, but 
they let Villa score from the kickoff. Yeah, because they shouldn't have scored. Or it, it was yeah, they did. Somebody had passed the ball back, and then somebody didn't get the message or something, and ran onto it and scored or something. Yeah, but let's... and then they let them. So he he was he was of the opinion that oh, Bielsa showed this sport in this 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 sportsmanship, and Saints should have let Hull just score. Um. Maybe the Saints thing, but I disagree with the Bielsa thing because he only he only did that because they couldn't go up automatically. They'd already missed out on winning the league. I think this is a Challenge Cup semi final. Yeah, they'd already missed out on winning the league. If they if that goal that Leeds scored had have put them top of the table on the last day of the season, he isn't letting Aston Villa score, is he? Mm. Something doesn't quite sit right with it. With me. No, I, 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 I but, agree. But I, I don't know. I agree, but, but I don't, I don't think know that's what a good example is. to use. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's doesn't sit right. I don't. I don't think I blame Theo Farge. No, if that had been you, if you'd have been Theo Farge, do you think you'd have picked the ball up and gone over? No. And in that split second, do you know that it's a really it's bad injury, it's, or do you think he just dropped the ball, sort of thing? And then you've in that split second. It's hard to say, isn't it? Because, like you say, it's a split second thing, and it's never happened to me on a on a rugby pitch. But I don't think I don't see how you can't see that that's a serious injury. Mm. You don't just drop the ball like that and go down. He pretty much threw it down. Yeah, exactly. That was his way of saying, "Do don't not touch tackle me. me." Yeah. Um, and I would like to think that I'd have just left it or booted it out mm. and to be honest it had a big bearing on the game in the end because it didn't look like it because it went to 21-2 mm. and then Hull put a magnificent comeback in I don't I don't know whether Saints got tied or Hull just threw caution to the wind I'm not quite sure but all of a sudden it's 21-18 and they have a chance they threw it to the right and and then they, they go in again and Connor's pass gets intercepted, and once it gets intercepted by Regan Grace, oh, he can shift, can't he? Well, I think it's a good job that he intercepted that because I think Hull, he, they, I think they would have scored. I think they would have gone in. Yeah, I think in the end the best team probably won. Yeah, but I, I'm not sure. You know, the only other one thing I would say on that is Jake Connor hit and miss. Mm. Um. And I'm not quite sure. We were we were singing his praise earlier in the season, but I'm not quite sure after the first game what's really happened to Josh Reynolds because he doesn't seem to have um, sure. had shown the same sort of commitment and uh, level. There's not certainly not played to the same level as he opened up with maybe pre-injury. He's, maybe he's not entirely fit. Mm. Maybe just the last couple of weeks, Saints have snuffed him out. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to see how he gets on over the next couple of weeks now. I don't know who they've got over the next three weeks or so. No. But um, but on the plus side of those semis, that should be a really entertaining final. Yeah, definitely. I think that'd be good. Yeah. Uh, one Super League match to report on this week. Wakefield 30, Lee 20. Yeah. Uh, Lee, uh, Lee were unlucky. Lee were very unlucky. They, I think they were in front with only about seven minutes to go. Yeah, um, I thought um, David Fafita was was really good for Wakefield. 
Joe Westerman crossed for his 100th career try. In his 350th game. Yeah, so he's been a good player. Joe yeah. Westerman still is a good player. Um, And I thought it was a real good effort by Lee. Joe Meller coming back to Lee, is he the key for Lee winning a game? Seems to be. He had a really good game. Excellent game. I like that little try. I think it was, did he get two? His second one. Yeah. We put the grubber through, grubber, but then, and then lobbed it over the full again. back yeah. on the, the bounce. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Really thinking. good. So if he can stay fit. Um, Nobody wants to be that team, though, that, that's, that loses first to Lee, do they? No. But at the same time, Lee are, are desperate for two points, and yeah. I'm sure they'll. they'll I don't know. I, they, going off that, if they carry on the way they have there, they'll get one. Yeah. Um. Maybe they'll get lucky and play Cass and or Saints the week before Wembley or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. This week coming up, not as many games. Only four games this week in Super League. Mm. Um, Huddersfield and Wigan and Leeds and St. Helens both called off because uh, uh, this, this COVID positive tests in the camps. Yeah, I think there's... Um, I know with the Leeds one, there's been, I think, one positive test and then there's about seven or eight others that have had to isolate... Because of the track and trace thing, they've been in close contact with them. Richard Agar said they only had fourteen players available. Yeah, a bit like us on Saturday. For your, oh, your team. Yeah, for my team. <laughs> Not going well, that is it. No, oh, well. we'll come on to that in another week. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so those two games not taking part, which means. That uh, the uh, Hulk KR versus Salford game is now live on television. That might be a good game, that. Yeah. That might be a really good game. I like watching Hulk KR. I think they're uh, quite entertaining. The Parramatta of Super League, as we dubbed them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and. Without Clint Gutherson. And Salford and. I don't know. I just feel like they're not. They're not far away. They're not. They're not absolute garbage, are they? They've had some absolute garbage results. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. You know, only have to look at the Warrington one the other week. Yeah. But against somebody like OKR, you think? Oh, if you were a Salford fan, I think you would be thinking, "We've got a chance here." Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, uh. Warrington versus Wakefield. It's got to be a bounce back for Warrington. Yeah, Wakefield looking for four in a row. Um, I don't know, I can't see him getting past Warrington. I think that was maybe just a bit of a a blip last week. Maybe the occasion got to them. Yeah. Um, but I think they'll bounce back. And Yeah. The um, Thursday night game that kicks off uh, the the weekend is Castleford versus Hull. Quick turnaround for both them. Yeah, that would be an interesting game. And one it? of them will be euphoric, and one of them will be extremely disappointed. Yeah, yeah, and and you know Hull will be hoping uh, to reverse that feeling, won't they? Yeah, 
Yeah. And the last game this week, uh, Lee uh, should be said coachlessly as well after their uh, uh, dismissal of John Duffy. Mm, um, seems a bit harsh on John Duffy. Well, he's coaching a team that's... I mean, they even said in the statement that he'd brought a team up that was looking to win the championship this year. Yeah. And then they didn't make any more signings. Yeah. Thankless job, really, that one. It? it is, really. So we'll bring a championship team up because we've got a chance to play in Super League. We haven't won any matches, John. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really harsh. I don't know what che- you expect. Cheers, though. Yeah, thanks for trying. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lee versus uh, Lee versus uh, it's not Cass because I've wrote Catalan. That down to a Catalan into it. Yeah, at Lee. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, and Catalan have looked really good lately. Catalan are a class this year. I'll, I think and they've had a week off. Yeah, they have had a week off. Sometimes that doesn't always work, but you would think that they've got way too much for Lee the way that Lee have been this year. Yeah. So, quick predictions: Warrington, Wakefield. Warrington, 14. 20. Salford, and, sorry, Hull KR and Salford? Um, Hull KR by 10. Yeah, 8. Uh, Cass v Hull, that's an interesting one. That is an interesting one. I'm going to go with Cass on that. I'm going to go Cass 10, just riding the wave of last week. I'm going to go Hull 8 and then to bounce back. And Lee versus Catalan? Catalan. I want to say something really high, but you would hope that Lee would build on that last week. I think they will. I don't think that'll be as high as you think. I think Catalan by 24. I'm going 14. I don't think it'll be that that much. But It's always hard when Cass are away as well. Uh, Catalan are away. Yeah, you're never quite sure. I think that brings us to the end. We've managed to uh, still talk for over an hour. Yeah. So, but that's, uh, I think that's us, isn't it? It is. Uh, we've got a, a couple of shout outs this week. Um, we've got uh, hello to uh, Gary Adji. Uh, Gary uh, volunteered his services for the uh, the pod last week for Leeds, but unfortunately had been hiking somewhere in the lakes or something and didn't get the message in time, but we'll get Gary on at some point in the future. So, hello, Gary. Um, uh, and then uh, we've got uh, somebody who's uh, uh, messaged us regularly. So, hello to Neil Connolly. So, uh, thanks for listening, Neil. And finally, I think we'd better say hello to the aforementioned uh, uh, man of the moment who stayed for the second game and who's had his season ticket uh, hole punched and uh, hello to Brendan to Brendan Lister so uh, Brendan I hope you've enjoyed uh, your week in rugby league I'm sure you have because I know you're a Saints fan yeah I think that uh, just about wraps us up for this week doesn't it it does and so wherever you're watching this week enjoy your rugby league and it's goodbye from me and goodbye from me Thank you.